Welcome back, guys, to an episode of Kate and Isaiah Living Large. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Kate. And on this episode, we are joined by guest Becky. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, her fitness journey and her all her life stuff. But before that, uh, Caitlin, what you got going on? Well, um, for those of you who don't know, we do record a little bit in advance. So I'm going to play in a 4th of July parade tomorrow, which will be yesterday when the episode comes out on Wednesday. So I'm pretty excited about that. I played in another parade in Norton on Saturday and it literally rained on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was definitely a wet one the other day. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine in Norton and you were pl- we were playing in the band in a band yeah not just <laughs> you're just solo trombone just walking down the- no and you know what's funny in context of weight and stuff i had to climb a ladder to get on the back of a transport truck and i literally i get kind of freaked out by being on anything high and so i almost rolled off the ladder to get on the truck and people were like are you okay i'm like i'm fine <laughs> extra graceful very yeah. very graceful someone hold my trombone <laughs> then they told all these stories about people who've fallen off floats and I'm like, guys, you know, that's going to be me, right? I didn't. Uh, there's I no film of you falling off a float this <laughs> no, time. Oh, no. man. This time. I mean, there's never been a time that I've fallen off a float. So, well, yet. yet. <laughs> Keyword um, is yet, someday. How about you, Isaiah? What's new with you? Um, there isn't a whole lot of, you know, I've been struggling to get to the gym because it's been, well, gross out the last week um it's just been a miserable wet out and i feel like i've been saying this like all like last week i feel like i'm gonna start growing moss because it's just so wet um and really really annoying Uh, so i've been struggling to get to the gym just because it's wet and i don't want to leave the house well you know what though they say a rolling stone gathers no moss so if you keep moving you won't you won't develop moss so like there's some encouragement oh yes yes refer to me as a stone <laughs> one that rolls a rolling stone to be specific <laughs> like Mick Jagger <laughs> like Mick Jagger I don't know if I want to be like Mick Jagger but, but you okay. want the moves like Jagger I do want the moves like Jagger <laughs> <laughs> but we do have our lovely guest Becky hello Becky hi how are you I'm pretty good how are you good why don't you tell us a little bit about how we know you um well I work at Caitlin and Isaiah's favorite watering hole. Um, I work at Big Tide Brewing Company and I've worked there for 15 years. Wow. Oh, Caitlin and Isaiah both for many, many years. That's right. 14 years, really? Yeah, it'll be 14 years uh, in August. It feels like it was only like uh, the 10 year, like uh, just last year. I know. It's crazy. Wow. Considering it was supposed to be a short term thing for me, it's wild that it's been 14 <laughs> years. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, we, we know Becky from uh, Big Tide, our lovely, lovely little watering hole that we go to. Um, and Becky is always great and gracious for the two hours that I see her before she walks out the door. I'll walk into the brew house most of the time oh, for true. you on Friday afternoon. That is true. That- <laughs> that's really just to get away from my yeah. Yeah, She just, doesn't even work there. for you to Chris and I'm just going to go. <laughs> So Becky, 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 tell me, tell me a little bit about why you are here talking with us today. What is up? Well, um, you asked me to come onto the podcast today to talk about um, my ups and downs through my fitness journey. Um, Growing up, I was never really into fitness um, at all. I did things like swimming and skating, but it was never anything competitive. 
Um, and anytime I didn't want to go, I basically didn't have to go. Um, I was an average weight for most of my life um, until I hit like my mid 20s. Uh, and then I started putting on quite a bit of weight and it was like, oh my God, like if I don't do something about this now, we're going to have major problems soon. So I changed my diet. And honestly, the biggest thing was just cutting out pop lost a bunch of weight but then it came to the flip side where I started losing too much weight up with it so now I'm struggling with the other side where I have a really hard time putting weight on um, I also have a really hard time consistently exercising with traditional exercise like going to the gym you know it's it's fun once I get there but getting there and actually getting in and doing the motions is just very difficult for me I find it very challenging and it's kind of Boring. <laughs> I mean, going in and lifting heavy weights is great, but I don't want to listen to my own thoughts while I'm lifting heavy things. And that's what I do while I'm at a traditional gym. Um, so I started trying to find things that, you know, take my focus away from what's going on up in here. Um, and I found rock climbing, which was fantastic. It was amazing because you have to focus on what you're doing when you're up high on a wall so you don't fall and hurt yourself. Um, and it's exercise without really feeling like and that has transitioned into pole dancing interesting so you you said so you struggle with weight on the heavier side at one point and now you're struggling with the weight on the other side so what what kind of things on when you were on the heavier side what kind of things did you feel like was there a noticeable feeling of you know you're tired all the time your back hurt and that kind of the things that we constantly always talk about on this podcast yeah like my honestly i was exhausted all the time and like you know people will say well you weren't you weren't getting big but when you're only five two and you put 15 20 pounds on it's it's noticeable for the person that's wearing it thing so it was becoming a, a spare tire around my middle it was just a hard time getting up hills really and i mean i you know what princess street is like it's <laughs> yep. a massive hill like every day walking up to work was a challenge and that was an issue so and also my feet started to hurt and my knees started to hurt so well and your job is pretty physical too it is because you're you, i mean you work a lot and right you were already working at big tide at this point I was. is that yep. correct yeah um and so you feel that why do you th why do you think that i mean i think a lot of people put on those 15 and 20 pounds at that same age in some cases it's the freshman 15 and in some <laughs> cases it's the you know whatever but did this directly coincide with the lifestyle of being a server do you think or no it was because i just let my i let my depression run free kind ah. of thing i really fell hard um and in that situation i really fell into a lot of foods like I ate a lot of like honestly Mr. Noodles I ate like my own body weight in Mr. Noodles <laughs> every day I drank so much coke and it was like I just didn't know what else to focus on so I just ate everything and it was all things that were comfort foods from when I was a kid right so I was trying to make myself feel better in the only way that I knew how um because I had tried everything else and nothing else had worked right I think that's a thing that a lot of us do is when we are feeling depressed uh, or upset, it we typically slide back into those comfort foods and comfort foods tend to be greasier, <laughs> high sodium, high sodium. Yeah, a lot of yeah. sugar. Yeah. Yeah. 
not great. And so when like what made you what was your tipping point where you said not nah, this is enough for me? Like what was do you remember a defining moment or I weighed myself and I don't normally weigh myself. Um, I've never really had that kind of a relationship with a scale where that is important to me. It's more about what I feel like and how happy I am. But I was feeling miserable, obviously. So I weighed myself and I was 140 pounds and I had never been that heavy in my life. And it was like, oh, no, like if I don't change something, this is going to you know, spiral rapidly roll. So I need to do something about this now before it becomes an issue that I have to fix. Right. You know? Yeah. Because at 140 pounds, but like you say, you're five two. And so that'd be a noticeable feeling. And yeah. you'd definitely feel that when like on average, when you're in high school and just be past, like, where did you average out? If you don't mind me asking, like, when I was in high school, I was 125, like between yeah. between 115 to 125. So it was a very normal weight when I was in high school. And then I got into my mid 20s and I just stopped caring about my mental health. And that really came through in my physical health. As well. Yeah. And so what was the first step that you took? Oh, you said you eliminated pop. How hard was that? How did you find that? It was awful. It was really <laughs> awful. I, got, I cannot lie about that. It was terrible because I was drinking like two liters of pop per day at least, Holy which sucks. is, yeah, I know, really great for your teeth too. So, <laughs> oh, no. oh no. Um, Yeah. So that was awful. But like, honestly, that was the biggest thing. That was the hardest thing was just not having pop around. And like at the restaurant, we can have fountain pop. So I stopped drinking Fountain Pop and I haven't had it there in probably seven years now, because yeah. if I start drinking it, I'll just drink it all the time again. And like, I feel like that seven years ago, the like soda waters weren't that great at that time either. Like that's been my huge change for me is that that like bubbly and all the soda waters have like vastly improved in flavors and stuff. So it, uh, it's been easier for me to kind of somewhat cut out pop. But yeah, like seven years ago, it definitely was not on par with what we are in today's yeah. soda water kind of world. I can't, I don't, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of soda water. I just, I tried, I really did. I tried to replace pop with it. And I just, have you, disappointing. Have you <laughs> always been a tea drinker? Yes, I've been a tea drinker for my entire life. Okay. So I did, I did rely a lot on caffeine to get me through that, <laughs> that you know, anti-pop uh phase that i went through i'm sitting here with a cup of tea in front of me <laughs> i'm always jealous of people i've never really been a pop drinker like i'll drink it on occasion like in a very limited amount so i'm always jealous of people who are like man i just stopped drinking pop and i lost a bunch of weight and i'm like yeah well if you never really started that's not gonna work <laughs> do i start drinking pop, pop? and then <laughs> i stop drinking pop does it does it like carry through yeah. afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm like oh Guess I'll try that one. The no pop diet. Oh, done. <laughs> Listen, I have been on the bubbly kick. Um, it's expensive because I go through like two cases a week. At oh this my point. god, are you serious? That's how much pop I was drinking. Like well, I was yeah, drinking yeah. a lot of pop. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel that. Uh, yeah, no, I go through like two cases of bubbly a week. <laughs> you should get a soda stream. I have one. I kind of lost interest in the soda stream. So here's the problem with soda stream: is that I have to like leave my office and like pour it into the thing and then push the thing. And then when the carbon runs out, then I have to like remember to put the 
carbon tube in the car. And then I have to remember to go to like a place to get it. It's a lot of work. Whereas I go to like superstore down the street and I just buy two cases of bubbly and they go in my little mini fridge here and they're just right there. And I, that is very true. I, I like when I started this fitness journey and this is going to, I sound like obvious, but I just got hard on the water and it really had, and soda water and stuff when I was out. But the real reason it's the laziest reason ever is because I live on the top floor of a three level situation <laughs> and I didn't want to carry the soda water up. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I've been in your apartment building and that back staircase that you use to, to enter your building is tiny. It is like literally a foot and a half wide. Like you have to go sideways to like shimmy your way down to your apartment. And if Becky has to go sideways, imagine what I have to do. <laughs> it is it is hot and it is small in that apartment um hallway. So I do not blame you for not wanting to take stuff up that hallway. And I don't want to and I don't want to bring up more than one load of groceries because then I have to go all the way back down the stairs. So I like bring everything up in one load the mega load the mega load that's why soda water is not part of that equation because there's no way i'd be able to do it in fact i bought some bottles of soda water because they were on sale one time i'm gonna say a solid seven months ago and they're still in my trunk are you serious that's they've been Plaza frozen Caitlin. and rethought oh my god this is a science experiment at this point in time <laughs> How long will it last? We're gonna. Are we gonna celebrate their birthday? <laughs> put little, I, I put pull, little hats on all of them. I pulled a couple out and drank them. <laughs> they're flat. They are. Yeah. I was just well, ask if they're still good. <laughs> I mean, they're water. It's fine. <laughs> Is it at least flavored? Yeah. Okay. So it's just flat flavored water. Yeah. Perfect. Delicious. <laughs> um so you know did you ever did just back to the back to you <laughs> yeah, back to becky <laughs> back to becky do you uh are you concerned about the food intake and all of that like to tell me about your relationship with food um so now i have a totally different relationship with food um where before it you know i was using it as a as a crutch basically because I had nothing else and I, nothing else was working but then I realized that food wasn't working either um so I started looking for other things and I eventually did find you know happiness and mental a little bit of mental stability at least um so now I have a problem with really a problem with food um but a lot of the time I just forget to eat um, in the morning I wake up and I have breakfast and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And I'm starving again by 11 o'clock. So I'll eat again, but then I just won't eat for the rest of the day while I'm at work because I just get so busy. So it's a hard, it's a hard relationship. And also there's a lot of days where I'm starving and food will sit down in front of me and I'm saying, I don't want to eat this, this. Why? Have you thought about why? Um, a lot of it is. Right. issue there's a lot of issues with textures and food and like sometimes i'll be absolutely starving and then sit down with a plate of food in front of me and i just it and i have no idea why or i'll take one mouthful and say done. i can't eat it. so that is a big challenge for me trying to get over that portion of my life and trying to actually consistently because i know that if i do feed myself consistently i will see much more results than i'm right when when you are not eating enough do you feel some of the similar factors that you felt when you were feeling like you were gaining weight like the exhaustion and 
Yeah, I feel tired, but instead of, instead of, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but when I was heavier, when I was tired, it always felt like I'm that I'm thinner and I'm tired. It feels like I'm coming forward, like, like everything's rolling forward. That's interesting. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird sense. Yeah, that's, yeah. I never, I never <laughs> thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, not a thing that we've had the issue of being. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like the, it's so the opposite. We, we know we've talked about, you know, being overweight and the struggles of people just looking at you weird and things like that. What have, what have you experienced with like people and, you know, being underweight? Um, people are mean. People are really mean. And I'm sure that you guys know that, you know, as well as anybody else. But people look at you and they make a lot of assumptions. Uh, they just assume that you are thin on purpose, uh, that you have an eating disorder or that you are addicted to drugs. Um, and that's the biggest thing is people just assume that I'm just a big crackhead. I've, do have people said that to you or do you just kind of hear it? People, people ask me all the time at the bar, where to buy drugs? all the time and like i am absolutely the wrong person to ask and like i say that to them every single time you are barking up the wrong tree for real just go to the strip club that's a better place that's a better place for you to go if you want to buy drugs you are not you are not talking to the right person for that but people make assumptions because i'm thin and i'm a bartender that i buy drugs i guess or that i know where to buy drugs right so. i mean do you do you presume it's because you're you're thin or that you're a bartender i'm just curious about because if people are out on the town they assume the bartender knows um that's i mean that is from just working behind the bar is something that i have come to realize that people just assume that bartenders wear right. drugs but they, we had an example the other day where i was working on a friday morning someone was sitting at the bar i'd been serving them for i don't know 20 minutes shift change i was in the brew house and he got up to leave and he came into the brew house to ask me instead of asking thomas or jesse or anybody else who was working hey where do i buy drugs <laughs> he came specifically to me to ask me where to buy drugs and gotcha, i was like gotcha. i have no idea my man you're again barking asking up the, the, wrong yeah, asking the wrong person sorry but no. again people people are really mean people like you you know people say things to you Good for you when you're doing the 5k beer run i've had yeah. people like grab my arms and grab my wrist them and they're like you're too skinny what? i don't i don't know you don't touch me why Mind your own business it's like the same as people who put their hands on a pregnant woman's belly yes. and it's like don't touch just don't touch people yeah right? don't touch people without permission without permission yeah yeah you can then, touch people then touch away consent <laughs> is key exactly yeah. in all I, things life and they it's so interesting i almost said funny it's not fun. there's nothing funny about it but people think they're giving you a compliment sometimes it's a oh wow you look you're so skinny you look amazing and as like and you, you have no idea what someone else is going through no i i had a the, the reason this became evident to me at an early age because for a long time as i've always i've when i look back i wasn't overweight but in my mind i've always been overweight if that makes sense and so for a while, up until I was about 20, if somebody said, oh, but I'm too skinny, I'd be like, bitch, please. I wish I had your problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, that honestly, that one is that's the big one, especially when like for me, my mental health obviously goes down a little bit and it has gone up and down within the last couple of months. When people say that to me, 
oh, I wish I had that problem. Like when I fall into a depressive episode, I don't want to eat anything. So I end up losing the weight that I cannot afford to lose. Oh, I wish I had that problem. No, you don't. You really don't. It hurts to sit down when your tailbone is literally, it feels like it's ripping through your skin. Like that sucks. It sucks when you can't lay down in your bed comfortably like you guys know, because it just feels like everything is sticking out. Yeah. Bones sticking out everywhere kind of thing. So it hurts and it sucks. <laughs> the uh, what, the turning point for me was that one of my very best friends, Jen, she used to dress in layers because she's just a naturally thin person. She's just she's just a slim person and she struggles to she struggled to keep weight on at least when we were 20. I don't know. I don't know about now. Um, <laughs> she looks still looks she looks great, but she used to wear like layers and layers of clothing. I used to tease her because we'd go to the three mile that dates the situation oh <laughs> when we were 19 and she wore a turtleneck because Yikes. she Odd. just uh, she got teased in high school. I hope she doesn't mind that I share this story, but she got teased in high school um, because one time in a biology class or something, they were going over the symptoms of anorexia and like playing with your food and and wearing layers and all of these things. And they're like, oh, Jen's anorexic. And she wasn't. And she she just struggled to keep weight on her metabolism was like that. And it just was. And she got so self-conscious of it. And I remember her telling me that one day and there was like a mental shift. And I was like, nobody, nobody can judge anyone else for their shape or size, because one, in many cases, you have no control. Yeah. And the limited control that you do have you could be battling like all kinds of things that are not anybody else's business really, but for not for anyone to judge, but it is so it it, as someone who's battled it. And I know when people say that they, it is coming from a good place, but they don't realize the effect. Yeah. Because they've never been there because they've never been there, but that goes to the same old empathy thing. You never know how it's what road someone's walked. A lot of people I find nowadays have a hard time putting themselves in someone else's it is hard for everybody or anybody to look objectively at someone and say yeah i think that it would be hard for you know it would be hard for me to live like that person a lot of people don't do (laughs) right but because what they see is this like gorgeous fast moving server who's like seems to have the world by the tail like that's the perception right and this like person who seems to have not a care in the world while they're so I, I'm your friend and I know that's so <laughs> true. Mean, right. Meanwhile, the only reason I'm moving so fast is because if I stop, I stop permanently and I will not, I will not go again. So, yeah. <laughs> um, now, this a personal question. Have you sought medical attention for being underweight? Um, I, it was all part of not necessarily being underweight, but I did seek medical attention for my depressive episode that happened in the winter just because it was so bad. Um, and he said with this medication, sometimes there is a little bit of weight gain, which obviously is not wouldn't be a bad thing for you. But he said sometimes there is weight loss as well. So he said you really have to, you know, it's different per person. You just have to keep an eye on it. Um, but I really haven't. My weight hasn't yeah. started the medication, which. is yeah. And uh, we're going to move into part two soon. But uh, and you've started doing exercises outside of the traditional exercises which i'm super excited we're going to talk about yes um but just as a sneak peek what uh, exercises are those um well like i said earlier i you know going to a traditional gym is kind of boring for me um so i tried to find things that didn't feel like exercise 
rock climbing and bouldering uh, at Fit Rocks out east. Um, so I did that for a, a little under two years, um, but I had some problems with stop. So instead of stopping entirely, I tried to find something else that would be a suitable, um, you know, substitute for it. Um, Twisted Fitness, the pole studio opened uh, this winter on Rossi Avenue. So I said, that seems like a pretty good, a pretty good substitute. And it's something that I've always, you know, really had an interest in because I am not a dancer and I am not very feminine. Um, I don't know how to move like that. And I would love to learn how. So I've been doing that since February and it's amazing. And I am super excited to get into a little bit more of that in part two next week. So stay tuned next week, guys. Um, but that is our episode for this week. We thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for part one, Becky. Can't wait to talk to you a little bit more about your exercise and all the that kind of fun stuff that you do. You're welcome. But until next week, when you come back for part two of this, bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>